My brothers and I would like to welcome each of you, our brothers and sisters, to the house of the Lord this day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is He who we remember this day. I'm so appreciative of the wisdom and that we have this service only once a month because we put so much emphasis and significance and we don't take this service lightly. You see, if we had it every week, I believe it would, we would take this service lightly. So there's great wisdom in this that we only do it once a month. I'm so appreciative of that. You know, as we focus on and remember this Jesus Christ this day and what He did for us, you know, as we go through the service and we consider this Jesus Christ, there's something that happens. And I know I have experienced it, and I know many of you have also. But as we remember Jesus Christ, something happens with us. Something is stirred up inside of us. And we examine our life. When we consider what He did for us, we look at our lives and we examine it and realize that we are so indebted to Him. And that oftentimes we are not living up to our covenant. And we leave here this day with a greater desire to serve Him, you see it's a new beginning. Today can be a new beginning for you in your individual lives. For a call to worship, I would like to read from 2 Nephi, the first chapter. And these are the words of Lehi speaking to his son Jacob. Wherefore, redemption cometh and through the Holy Messiah, for he is full of grace and truth. Behold, he offereth himself a sacrifice for sin, to answer the ends of the law unto all those who have have a broken heart and contrite spirit. And to none else can the ends of the law be answered, Wherefore, how great the importance to make these things known unto the inhabitants of the earth, that they may know that there is no flesh that can dwell in the presence of God, save it be through the merits and the mercy and the grace of the Holy Messiah, who layeth down his life according to the flesh, and taketh it, uh, taketh it again by the power of the Spirit. Let's continue in our worship this morning by joyfully singing hymn number five. Hymn number five.
Heavenly Father, we deem it a privilege to be here this morning in thy house. We feel that we have come prepared, our Heavenly Father, to meet thee here. And we pray that that preparation may be blessed in thy sight, that we may truly enjoy the gift and power of the Holy Ghost this morning. We do ponder anew what thou canst do for thy people, in that they can come here and reach forth and partake of these beautiful emblems presented here before us. We pray, our Heavenly Father, that we may, uh, as we observe this table, and as we think upon the bread of life, we are so grateful unto thee and for what thou hast done for us. Forgive us of our sins, and we pray for our brother who is to uh, break that bread of life to thy people. May he do so in a way and in a manner that thy people may be edified and thy name glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was uh, reading through some of the scriptures that was uh, given us as our theme for for this uh, month, and uh, I was looking at third book of Nephi and uh, chapter seven and ten, and uh, I'll read it to you now. Behold, I am the law and the light. Look unto me and endure to the end, and ye shall live. For unto him that endureth to the end will I give eternal life. You know, we should be aware and are aware that we owe everything to him. And everything that he has given us in this life, be it uh, companionships, uh, family, uh, monies, it is through him that we got we have gotten this. And we should be eager and feel free to give back to him. May we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you at this time thanking you for all things, for the good, the bad that you have given us, for our testimonies. May we always remember that you are Lord, and we owe all to you. We thank you for your gifts, and may we bless this monies to thy good, and I will. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning, saints, brothers and sisters, friends and family. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Normally, I would say that I pray that you have come in preparation. But as I stand before you this morning, I can testify that I know that you have. As I enter the doors this morning before our prayer and testimony service, when those doors were open, I could feel the spirit flood out upon me. And it's not, not by my own doing that that happened, but it's by those that have come and prepared this place. Those that have gone on before us, that continue to plead to our master for us. And it's through the prayers of you that I'm able to stand here today and to testify of Jesus Christ. I would propose that this ordinance, which we are about to partake in, is threefold. The first is it's a remembrance of that covenant which you have made with him. The second is to remember Jesus Christ and that sacrifice which he has done for each and everyone here. And third is the act of repentance, that personal relationship that you have with God, that through his son you may repent of those things, that you may come and draw closer to him. And it is this Jesus Christ who we each rely so heavenly upon today. We believe in a Christ who was preached to Adam, who was foretold by the prophets, who was the hope of Israel. We believe in a Christ who appeared and ministered not only to the few remnants of Israel who lived in Palestine of his day, but to other large remnants of Israel who migrated to America some 600 years before his birth. And whose history is recorded in the Book of Mormon, to those American Israelites, Christ preached his saving gospel and extended his saving grace, as he does today to you. Among them, he established his church, ordained his priesthood, taught his principles of life. The record of this ministry, as contained in the Book of Mormon, continues as a second powerful witness to the divinity of the Christ, who's at the center of our whole body of belief. We believe in a Christ who came to reveal God to men, to show God's love and all other attributes of his nature in such a way that man could not comprehend, to show that God was a God at hand and not a God afar off, to show that he was actively, personally, lovingly interested in and concerned about the destiny of all mankind. We believe in a Christ who came to experience for himself in the flesh the pains, the trials, the temptations, the joys, and sorrows which are common to you and to me today. That through this experience he might be fitted to become our advocate with the Father. And as Paul said in Hebrews 4.15, we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. We believe in a resurrected living Christ who is still concerned and busy in the continuing and unfinished task of building his church and his kingdom. 
We believe in a Christ who still speaks to his prophets and servants and as head of his church directs them in his work. We believe in a Christ who will soon return in glory to the earth. Call forth the dead from their graves and bring all men, all nations, and all worldly institutions to judgment. We believe in a Christ who shall, shall, excuse me, soon shall rule over the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords, when all the kingdoms of this world shall be one in the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. We testify anew that Christ lives, that he has spoken and he does speak in these latter days to you and to me. We invite all to come to him and partake of his grace, his love, his life ever asking. In Doctrine and Covenants, the 59th section, verse 2a, Wherefore I give unto them a commandment, so he gives unto you a commandment, saying thus, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, mind, and strength, and in the name of Jesus Christ thou shalt serve him. Thou shalt offer a sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in righteousness, even that of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And that thou mayest more fully keep thyself unspotted from the world, that thou shalt go to the house of prayer and offer up thy sacraments upon my holy day. For verily this is a day appointed unto me, excuse me, unto thee to rest from thy labors and to pay thy devotions unto the Most High. Nevertheless, thy vows shall be offered up in righteousness on all days and at all times. But remember that on this, the Lord's day, thou shalt offer thine oblations and thy sacraments unto the Most High, confessing thy sins unto thy brethren and before the Lord. And again, that's Doctrine and Covenants 59, 2a through h. The ordinance of sacraments is the remembering or the memorial that you have made of that covenant that you have made with our Lord through both the waters of baptism and spirit. The ordinance is a remembrance of the sacrifice, the offering, and the willingness that our Savior made for each and every one of us, and in turn the covenant which we have made with him to keep his commandments, to follow him, and to take his name Upon us. In 1 Corinthians 11, chapter, verse 24, and when he had given thanks, he broke and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup and he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unmortally shall be guilty of the blood, excuse me, of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So in First Corinthians we see that it's about the remembrance of our covenant, remembering Jesus Christ, and of repentance that we are prepared to partake of this sacrament. In Luke 22:19, and he took bread and gave thanks and break and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. 
Now, Tony was right when he said that he's happy or glad that we only do this once a month. You have 12 opportunities to come here to church saints on average and to partake of that sacrament. You have 12 opportunities to come and to remember this Jesus Christ who gave his life for you. You have 12 opportunities to come and to remember that covenant which you have made with our Heavenly Father. And while you have the opportunity to repent at all times, this ordinance requires that repentance and forgiveness for you to partake. In Matthew, the 26th chapter, verse 22, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and broke it and blessed it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is the remembrance of my body, which I, have, which I give a ransom for you. He has paid a price for each of us. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is a remembrance of my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for as many as shall believe in my name for the remission of sins. Jesus Christ is the New Testament. And I give unto you a commandment that ye shall observe to do these things which ye have seen me do and bear record of me even unto the end. As I spoke before, we have seen our Savior come to this earth, had the same trials, temptations, the joy, the sorrow, the praying to his heavenly Father, pleading that you and I experience today. He is a personal God. He has created you. He has bought you, and he strives with you and for you. In 3 Nephi, the 8th chapter, verse 33, and I'm going to go through 41. And this is my favorite of the ones that I read this morning, because I believe that this encompasses everything that has been said this morning. And this shall you always observe to do, even as I have done, even as I have broken bread and blessed it and gave it unto you. And this shall you do in remembrance of my body, which I have shown unto you. And this will be a testimony unto the Father that you do always remember me. And if you do always remember me, you shall have my spirit to be with you. And I can testify to you today that his spirit is with you. And it came to pass that when he had said these words, he commanded his disciples that they should take of the wine of the cup and drink of it, and that they should also give unto the multitude that they might drink of it. And it came to pass that they did so and did drink of it and were filled. And they gave unto the multitude and they did drink and they were filled. And when the disciples had done this, Jesus said unto them, Blessed are ye for this thing which ye have done, for this is fulfilling my commandments. And this doth witness unto the Father that ye are willing to do that which I have commanded you. And this shall ye always do unto those who repent and are baptized in my name. And yea, it shall do in remembrance of my blood which I have shed for you, that you may witness unto the Father that ye do always remember me. And if you do always remember me, you shall have my spirit to be with you. Evan Fry in the Restoration Faith makes this statement. When we as members of the Church of Christ partake of the sacrament worthily, having repented of their sins and made restitution, they find forgiveness for their sins, not necessarily because of the act of communion, but because true repentance always brings forgiveness. The occasion of communion calls for self-examination and an end to the temporizing, or in other words, avoid making a decision 
about repentance. Brothers and sisters, he calls to you today to stretch forth your hand in preparation for that repentance, to partake of that ordinance of the sacrament, that as he gave his son and his life for us, that we may in turn give our lives to him. Thank you for your kind attention this morning, and I pray that the Lord will be with us the remainder of this service. Amen.
kind and loving Heavenly Father, we come to draw close to this time together. A time in which we have remembered your Son, Jesus Christ. All that he has done for us and continues to do. We are so grateful, Lord. And yet as we uh, have, have opportunity to find those areas of our life that we might cleanse and make pure, we pray, dear Lord, that we might keep an eye single to your glory, that we might continue to strive to be above reproach, that we would see how it is as we allow your Son to reside in our hearts, that our desires might be turned to thee and thy work that you have in our life. And so I pray a blessing upon my brothers and sisters here in their homes, that we might take the knowledge and understanding which you have revealed unto us through the power of your Spirit, that we might recognize in some way how it is that we can carry this light of truth and liberty into this world. And so won't you encourage my brothers and sisters here, O God, that they bear that light, that they carry that light into this world, that they can testify of your goodness and your mercy and your love to all creation, to every soul they meet. May we go forth into our mission fields bearing this light of truth and the opportunity to be cleansed in this experience in which we've had to see how it is that your work continues in and through the lives of your people. And I would pray that they may... Our, Brothers and sisters may not be discouraged or dismayed, that he might keep your head high, knowing that the, you have paid the price, that they might stand for righteousness and truth and meekness. We thank you, Lord, for setting the way through your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might hold him up as a standard for others, that we, through our life of sacrifice, might be a messenger to all the world. Bless us in this endeavor, Lord. We thank you for this time, and I pronounce a benediction upon this service, and do so in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.